Alright Space Gang, so welcome to another episode of the BK Space Show. I am your host, the BK Spades, and I need you to do me a favor. Head over to www.dbkspadeshow.com for updates on podcasts, blogs, and and when we do our giveaways, you really want to be on that site. You want to subscribe to that site so you can be in the know first. Also, on today's show... We're going to have a very good friend of mine and a person who's been on the show today, Miss Tiffany Red. And also, I'm aware that this is actually a Tuesday and not a Friday, and that Friday show got pushed to today. And there's a very good explanation for that, and I'm going to tell you what the explanation is right now. Okay, so what had happened was... I was going to do this show that I'm doing today. It was going to be the title is Colorism, Misogyny, and the Disrespect of the Black Woman. And I was ready for this show to happen Friday. I had everything lined up the right way. And then it was brought to my attention that I shouldn't really have that show unless I have the input of a black woman. Being that I am not a black woman. I am very happily a black man. That was some great advice, and you were absolutely correct. I definitely needed to have a woman's input on the show. Uh, Again, a black woman's input on the show. So I put out fillers on my Instagram, and if you were a follower on my Instagram, then you would already know this information. But Miss Tiffany Red answered my call, and she's going to be on the show today. So buckle up we're gonna have a really good show again it's about colorism misogyny and the disrespect of the black woman it's a topic that i colorism is a topic that i really wanted to get into a long time ago so i want you guys to chill out and enjoy this tuesday special kind of got like an after school special feel to it don't it anyway we're gonna get into this episode right on the other side of this break Okay, Space Gang. So, like I said in the intro, I had an idea for this episode, which is about colorism, misogyny, and the disrespect of the black woman. And it was brought to my attention when I was getting ready to do the promo work for it that I really need to have a black woman's opinion on this episode, which, again, like I also said, that is absolutely correct. And I would have been really, really in the wrong for just throwing my opinions out there without that counter, uh, the counter or, you know, just the input from a black woman at all on the show, because I I felt like that would have been a disservice to black women everywhere. And I definitely don't want to be that, uh, that person that thinks he knows everything about women because I don't. And the best thing about life is you learn and you learn by talking to people and listening to other people's story stories, so for today, I got my good friend, Miss Tiffany Red, with the Tiffany Red Perspective. That's her show. You guys go check it out. It's a great podcast. She just had a birthday. So first and foremost, happy birthday, Miss Red. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. 31 years, but I do not feel it. I don't feel it at all. You know what's funny? I was just having a conversation with my brother earlier today, and I was talking about uh, our kids calling us old. Oh, no. 
Yeah, I'm like, at some point in life, we used to be that. And now here we go. Now we're the old people. And I also feel very cheated because now that I'm older, I don't feel like how I looked at older people. Like you always look at the older people that was in their 20s and 30s and they feel like they had it all together. Oh, yeah. I don't feel like that at all. (laughs) Not at all. I I totally feel you on that because I look back and say, so this was 30 supposed to be like 31 or, you know, because kind of have this idea of you know what you think it's going to be in your 20s and 30s and then it happens and nothing like you envisioned it yeah I think we put way too much stock in older people thinking they just had all the answers and everything I'm like man I'm learning something new every day every day (laughs) like every day is a journey you're learning something and it's like wow so even with these kids, yeah, I might be old to you, but I could still learn something from them. Facts. And speaking of learning, let's jump into these topics of this episode. Oh, yes. Let's get started. I'm excited. So if I'm not mistaken, I'm thinking correctly. I was on your page when I saw this social media post about these black kids and they were being asked about what their preference was or something like that. Do you remember the video? Oh, yeah. Um, Their preference between Black women and Caucasian women. Yes. And it was, I would say, some of the responses, while it wasn't something new I've heard, it is definitely responses that I've heard growing up from older people, um, Mm -hmm. people my age, And now it's continuing within the younger people. And I figured what better time than now to talk about this issue with misogyny and colorism and how we treat our black women. That's not to say, and let me go ahead and preface this really quick. That's not to say that we don't care about white women issues and that we're blaming black boys for all the issues or that we're blaming anybody. It's just the topic on hand today stemmed from that video. And I figured we should talk about some of those issues within that context. Yes, yes. All to bring awareness. Yes, absolutely. Because I feel like if we don't talk about these things, we can't change them. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, Ms. Red, what are some of your experiences with colorism and dating and, you know, just how people perceived you because of your hair or your skin tone or, you know, anything? Just a quick rundown about how life is for you in that spectrum. Mm, Where do I start? I mean, honestly, it's kind of been, I've had a few different experiences when it comes to quote-unquote colorism because I guess automatically people may look at me, you know, as a lighter-skinned African-American, so they probably figure, oh, what problems have you had with colorism? You'll be surprised. I've had a few, and, like, one of them for me you know, uh, my peers, especially back, let's say, back in school, 
a lot of times mm-hmm. I wasn't even like considered black. They'll say, "Oh, you're not black. You're light skinned," or you know things in that nature. And I'm like, "What? I check African American on the box. So what are you saying?" <laughs> in that you know, yeah, with that mindset. So I just didn't understand where you know kids at that you know us at that age where that came from. But once again, as you get older, you start seeing the history of just how we've been treated period sorry mm-hmm. how we've been treated period as a people and then it just passed down from generation to generation yeah so that was just one of one of my experiences with that and um also i guess another one is just with that you know i guess being lighter skin i'm supposed to have maybe this stuck up attitude right and i get that a lot a lot i get that a lot and i'm like <laughs> How do I come off across as um? I, they said sometimes I may seem snotty or stuck up, but I don't really say much, so I don't know if they just confuse that with I'm just a very laid back, introverted person. I don't open up, open up right away, or they take it as I'm just all about you know very vain. You know, I'm just like mm, no, so yeah. You know, um, on a couple of past episodes, we talked about the white savior complex, and we talked about. Uh, the old magical Negro, uh, mm-hmm. those tropes on TV. And another trope that I think is overlooked sometimes is the light skin versus dark skin girl. Yes. And usually I hate uh, the stereotype in the trope is, I do too. Uh, the dark skin chick is the problematic chick with the attitude mm-hmm. and if there's a baby and a boyfriend involved, she's the man stealer and she always gets pregnant or some STD, whatever negative impact in those relationships she can have, it always falls to the dark skinned girl. Right, right. And the light skinned girl gets the the job, the college degree, or she's going to college. And if there is a man involved, she always finds a way to excel over that hurdle of whatever negative impact that he was causing on her life mm-hmm. well and also there's always the light-skinned girl getting beat um, trope that they also put out too so and don't get me wrong white media and black media are both guilty very guilty of that yes i, I think the most recent uh of that trope is one of my favorite shows and it's a uh i think the writer is actually well the creator is actually caucasian and it's on the own network, right? I think. Uh the Greenleaf show. Okay, yeah. I have um watched that before. Yeah, and they got the cousins and the dark skinned cousin was the problematic one, the rebellious against your parents, and she was uh with the boyfriend that was beating up. Well, he was aggressive and I think he did beat her or or some close to that. And then you had the light skinned girl who guess what? Was going to college. Right. With right. no I mean, she had her problems. They tried to balance it out. But really, when it was compared, the light-skinned girl always kind of got the better deal out of the story. I mean, it kind of evolved. But I am uh, on a whole tangent. What do you think about that before we get off of the subject, though? I mean, I don't disagree because while you're, you know, talking about that, I'm also thinking about another favorite favorite show of mine, which is probably one of your favorite shows, The Martin Show. And, yep. you know, you have Gina, who is, you know, lighter skin, 
went to college, great career, got, you know, got it together. Then you have Pam, who also has, you know, a career some of some sort or more of a job if you want to look at that because I don't know if she went to college. I never really heard that conversation in, from from that. But, uh, you know, she's aggressive, attitude, couldn't keep a man. It was always something going on yeah. with Pam. And, you know, with Gina, she would seem like the more settled down, stable one. So I agree with you on that. And I hate it. I really hate that comparison because, once again, that's just making us go against each other when we're, when we're one. You know, we're, we're one, you know, group of people where mm-hmm. our color ranges from so many different shades and for some reason we, we we continue to pass down the ignorance of this light skin versus dark skin because I've heard men you know specifically um, say you know the darker they are they cannot be trusted and so to say yeah and that yeah, that's one me. of them that really bothered me like what you mean and it sometimes be the older generation that that says that so that kind of <laughs> whoo yeah, you do you know how I'm glad you said that because I've been in conversation with older men. Um uh, and you know, I don't think that way. So when it was said to me, it's always so awkward because you have that line where you want to make sure, and you know, we couldn't really talk back to the older generation or really say anything that contradicted whatever it was they were saying. Right, right. So, you know, you like I don't really agree with that. But then if you disagree, it's a problem or they kind of hit you with the You don't know what you're talking about, young blood. You ain't lived long enough. And I'm like, people are people and people going to do what people do. It has nothing to do with skin tones. Mm -mm. Like like it's some like dark skin people or dark skin female got uh, females got extra uh, attitude in their gene pool or something. It doesn't make any sense. It makes any sense. Now I can say, you know, if they do have, let's say, the that extra attitude or whatever you want to call it, I feel like they'll justify to some degree to have that because of how they're treated. I'm not taking away from, you know, the lighter skinned black women, but I'm just saying specifically for them, I understand why because they're treated as if at that the bottom of the barrel. True, true. And what's crazy is a light-skinned chick back from when, okay, I'm going to start calling it uh, chicks because that's, I think that might be a little disrespectful. So a light-skinned female can have the same issues as a dark-skinned female. And for some reason, the light-skinned females looked at more sympathetic. Right, right. And I know we're going to get into why that is later in the show, but since we were just talking about the treatment of black women, I thought that should be pointed out because I've seen situations where a light skinned lady could have a baby and it's like, Oh my God, I'm so happy for you. You're so cute. The baby's so cute. You look beautiful, pregnant. And then those same scenarios could be, I mean, for the dark skinned lady. And it's like, they come up with the worst reasons for her not to be pregnant or who is the man she probably don't know her baby daddy type things and that's in real life that's in movies mm-hmm. uh well it's it's just crazy and what about some of the what are some of the misconceptions of black beauty and this, you know the standard 
um, you know, the the nappy hair versus the nice, the nice uh silky hair or red lipstick because people have an issue with darker uh skin tones and red lipstick. Right. Uh you know, those type of things. I mean, I only know the topical ones, a few as a male, but from your point of view, what are some of the beauty standards that you've been presented with or against, you know? Well, the first one you named for the hair standard. Okay. Mm-hmm. For, as me being a light-skinned uh, black woman, you would think, okay, I would have maybe like, you know, a certain texture, curly, maybe mixed type of texture hair, but I don't. I have mm-hmm. the kinkiest of the kinkiest hair, but even I know this is probably going off topic a little bit, but even when I first went natural, it seemed like it was more like the black women that had more to say about, oh, you need the permit. Oh, your hair's too nappy. Why why you grow it out? Why don't you put a permit or something? And that just showed me just how, ooh, I can't even find the word for it. Like how backwards we are sometimes on things because it's like, are you really judging me down all the way down to my hair? Because this is how it grows out of my head, right? So you're telling me that the way it grows out of my head is not presentable. It's not the standard of beauty, but I get it because the standard of beauty has always been, you know, lighter skin, um, long hair, or not even long straight hair, even blonde, because, you know, we're going blondie day now. But I just always said you know just love yourself how you are and when it comes to makeup I don't wear makeup personally because the kind of skin I have I'm very sensitive but I say Mm -hmm. wear it to enhance you know if you want to dress up you want to look good and you know your skin is bomb anyway but you just want to just beat your face nothing wrong with that and I always always start like when it comes to lipstick or even whether it's makeup, the darkest skinned women, it always looked better on them to me. Always. Whether it's like purple, pink, you know, because, you know, they're uh, experimenting, experimenting. I'm looking at it like that. And it looks great. Yeah. But for some reason, they always get a neg- negative response. And I don't understand that. Uh, I'm a wrestling fan. So there's this beautiful dark skinned wrestler. Her name is Naomi. And I love Naomi. Uh, she has, uh, she's experimenting with colors and, and, and different lipsticks and stuff like that. And she gets a lot of backlash from men, mm. usually white. And they really have an issue with her expressing herself in those colors, with those colors. It's like, you're a black woman. You can only do so much stuff or experiment with so many colors before they start calling you a stripper or a dancer or a whore. And these are the type of stuff that she was getting online, which I, the, the chick is strong for, I just said chick, didn't I? The lady, <laughs> I know the woman is strong. The woman is strong for going through all that and still being able to hold her head, uh, hold her head high and not care about the beauty standards that other people are placing against her mm-hmm. and just doing her own thing. You know, if there was a role model and I wanted my daughter to have a role model, I think it would be her. Oh, okay. Because, you know, my daughter is, is she's 10. Oh, wow. They go so fast. 
Yes, yes, they are. And you know, she's she's at that point in school when she was in school. Right now, she's homeschooled. Okay. Where, you know, she she's dealing with different types of people all the time now. So I think it's good to have people like that that go through adversity and where they can look at those situations and say, okay, if they can make it through all the noise and still be successful, then and not care, then I could be me and my body with my beauty and my natural hair and be fine. I completely agree because that kind of, I guess the other misconception that ties in, you know, it's still kind of a beauty standard, but also uh, about the body, you know, it seems like the color black anyway, it demonized already. So, of course, to me, the darker you are, of course, I feel like the worse you're probably treated or, you know, looked at. But then here you have black women of, you know, various shades with full nose, lips, full body, just beautiful. And then, you know, you have white women who, you know, I guess they're giving black women a run for their money. That's what, you know, a lot of people will say because now they're coming out, they're, you know, changing their noses or getting lip injection, changing their body. Some, you know, I guess someone to mimic black women, but black Mm -hmm. women are still treated like crap and then here we go with white women getting the praise and I guess that's where it kind of stemmed from the video uh, the post yeah you mean like you have the Kardashian effect basically Basically, yes perfect example perfect example what do you think about the white male fetish of black women you know that's something I really never thought about because I mean we're talked down on so bad but then we're good enough to be intimate with as far as on that level and things in that nature, mm-hmm. but as far as being treated as a decent human being, for some reason, come into balance. Uh, would you say this goes back to the slavery times where you had the slave masters sneaking into the barracks where the black women were mm. and raping them? I mean, yeah. everything has a past and and a you know, it affects the future in some way. And I know there's a crowd out there that's like, forget that even happened or you have to move on. Here's the thing about moving on, though, that we tend to forget. (laughs) But you can't move on until you are healed from whatever it is. And there's a whole lot of generational trauma that was Mm -hmm. never healed. And I'm not asking for reparations or anything like that. Although, Another side of me really thinks after you see all other people, the reparations that other people got, other uh, communities got, we definitely deserve it. But that's a whole nother situation. That I, oh, and right. I'm that's not trying to be political right look. now. Sometimes you do need to hear, you know, I'm yeah. sorry. And right now in this case, and I'm sorry is not, you know, a random white person coming on Facebook to do a live and saying black people. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> like that we know that's not we're what not we're looking, looking for. for. A word right um, now. We want action. Yes. We're looking for justice when we don't get it. Uh we're looking for fair trials. We're looking for fair treatment. We're looking for everything the American dream promised us and we ain't got yet. Well I so, think how I look uh, at it as if they said, well, why should we give it to them when they're only counted as three-fifths of a person anyway? 
So we wasn't even counted as a whole person back then. It still isn't. Right. And, you know, the country did not change. But my point was, we need those things so we can start healing and learning about ourselves. We need to know where our mm -hmm. history is at. It was taken from us. It was destroyed. We don't know. A lot of us don't know where we actually came from. And that's the difference between a lot of black Americans and say your mm -hmm. Irish Americans or your Chinese Americans or Japanese Americans or any other group that are here. They know where they came from. Mm -hmm. They know the history. They could track it back to their actual family history. Whereas us, we just know a place. We know a place. That's it. That <laughs> That's even disputed that some of us may not have came from. Some of us may have been on this com uh, continent right. this entire we time. Know. We don't know. Everything's been destroyed. So hidden when you from us, yeah. So when you calculate all that stuff in versus the generational bull that we continue to go through and have. Let's talk about the house oh, yeah. negro. You couldn't go in the house if you was what dark skin or something like that. You had to be a certain skin tone or I something think, like that. You know, in, in some places, some situation, dark skin were allowed in the homes, but a lot of times, uh, they probably was like you know the, the servants, probably close next to the master. Yeah. They trusted because you know those the ones I guess like um in that movie Django, that would be considered like Samuel Jackson's character. You know he was of darker yeah. skin and very kind of close to the uh, slave owner, but you also can mm -hmm. see that, you know, he would turn on his own yeah. if, if the opportunity was presented. So, But there is still, maybe wrong on the house Negro thing. Let me come back to that one later. Not today, though. <laughs> but um, there still is a barrier that was there that when you see lighter skin tones mm -hmm. in that era, they were treated differently than and not all the time, but there were moments and it only takes a little bit of a spark to start a fire. And those sparks of treating lighter skinned Africans different from the darker skin. And then you fast forward that to another era where like in the 80s, where you had what was considered mm -hmm. nappy hair versus straight hair and, you know, the white exceptionalism that we were striving to be. And then you throw that to the 90s where, where we were growing up and it was some of that same thing. I mean, remember when I jokes was the African booty right, stretcher. Right, right. Or any dark skin. We always talk about the dark skin person. And I can't speak for other areas up to that point because I wasn't, I wasn't born. But from my own experience that if you was a darker skin tone, you were the butt of most jokes and they call you things like African mm -hmm. booty scratcher and midnight, or they said you were blue. And we didn't look at that as beauty because we were told from generations before, probably because that's how schoolyard jokes go, uh, that the darker skin wasn't, wasn't beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. You wanted, you wanted the lighter skin person. And then you see on TV, those lighter skinned people that were getting the better positions your mm -hmm. Shamar Moores. Your Michael Ely. Or okay. your, yeah. Oh, I, mm -hmm. uh -huh. look at hey, you. I, I'll admit, <laughs> I, I'm weak for that, man. Let him stand for me right now. 
<laughs> or your Vanessa Williams. Uh, yeah. You know, the second ain't Viv. I can't remember her name, what? but. Oh, man, right. what is her name? She's I'm, married to, uh, and I forgot his name, but he's also, I found out um, within the last recent years, he's a whole uh, movie director himself. Yes, and they actually started a company right. together, and this is all shit stuff. I was not planning on talking about this, but they started a movie company together. And but before that, she became famous because she was the first uh, black homecoming uh, queen, homecoming yeah, queen at, somewhere. The, the college she went to, and it was a whole big thing, and she needed security and all that type of stuff because, of course, people were upset. But guess what? She right. was light skinned and uh, and that's not against her, but you just have to understand how this goes. And from what I've learned in the community, when white people accept people in the past, it was always like a light skinned person first, and then came the exactly. dark skinned person. Who was the uh, first black be- uh, beauty queen was Vanessa Williams, yep. right? And guess what? It was like she was light skinned. So that should show us, you know, as a people, first of all. The whole light skin versus dark skin uh, conversation, it, excuse my language, dumb, because I'm about to say something else. Dumb, because when they when they look at it's you, you're black. Whether you're light, dark, in the, in between, doesn't matter. You're black to them. They're, like you said, you're somewhat when you're lighter skin. But even back in those days, you were black. No, that was not going to fly. You, they're still gonna have an issue. So this whole issue between us, because the the tone of our skin is just this whack to me. Extremely whack, and I totally agree with you on that. And I wasn't saying it just so we're clear to the people at home. I'm not saying I'm not bringing up these points to say that they were better or they thought they were better. No, no, no. I'm just showing you that in the historical context of everything, it just snowballed mm-hmm. that way. And we just got to a point where, and this is what I hate the most, and I'm going to say it because it needs to be said. The black community was accepting the white standard yeah. for everything. We had our movies, and then they started calling them Chitlin Circuits. Then we stopped having the Chitlin Circuits movie. And we allowed that to continue to like, oh, those are black movies over there. They're not worthy of being Hollywood mm. elite films. And then here we are so many years later. And when people bring up great movies, they forget that it's a whole slew of black films that came and went. And it's like they don't mm-hmm. even exist. And it's stupid. Like, I really hate the whole if the white culture don't accept it, it didn't happen thing we got going on. And it's been that way. They have been controlling that culture of, you know, I don't want to say they like it's some invisible man or something. Cause no, nah, that ain't what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that notion of white is right is white is default had allowed black people were well, not allowed, but, cause black people to try to be that and then forget who they were. So then we start straightening our hair to keep jobs because we had to, and now it's because we want to. Uh, We start lighting up our skin with bleach and it's dangerous. And we know it's dangerous in certain places. 
Uh, it's not really as rampant here in America as other countries, but they lighten up their skins in some places right. in Africa. All trying to be accepted. And by white people. In Japan, in Japan, they put white people in the front of their campaigns because that's considered the top beauty standard. And I'm not saying white is not beautiful. It's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is we are all human beings and one should not be placed over the other. That's what I'm saying. And we shouldn't have to, especially our black women, because it's, it's usually the black women that are conditioned and taught that they have to straighten their hair, that their butts can't be big, that their big lips are not good enough, that their big noses are not good enough, that their big eyes are not good enough. Unless some white guy deem it so in some ad campaign for their right. painting line. Right. And and that's my issue. It shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't. I agree. It really shouldn't. And I guess I'm going to take it back in history a little bit, you know, give a little history lesson here. Um, I'm sure we're all aware mm -hmm. of the Willie Lynch letter, speech. Not really sure which one it is, but I'm sure it's something a lot uh, of us, it, you know, in the black community had been taught even in school because they, te they teach that in history. You mean the speech uh, on controlling the slave where he uh, referred to the slaves? Uh, well, his information in that speech where he said it was the secret to control the enslaved mm -hmm. African. Like if you haven't had a chance to read through that, I read it a few years ago. It's very intriguing stuff. And you're going to read it and be like, are you, serious? are you serious? Like, you'll read this and say, okay, it makes sense why things are the way they are today. And it showed you how they took everything about us, all right? This is about controlling the slaves, which, you know, is passed down through generation. They took everything that made us different and separated that from, you know, if you read the letters, it started with the age first. They separate you by age then they go to color then they go all the way to intelligence your size um whether you're male female light skin dark skin like everything that made us different which caused us to separate that from ourselves so we learned to distrust each other we learned to be in fear because distrust is like the biggest one according to that letter so you look at that mm -hmm. and you see that were playing right into their hands of staying segregated, being separated. But then yeah. amongst each other, we got this whole light skin, dark skin thing going on, not realizing that was just the, the chess piece they moved in order for, you know, keep us in control. Now, here we are three, four, five hundred yeah. years later, post-slavery, and we're having this conversation, not realizing this is something that was conditioned something that was passed down because the main objective was for us to only trust them. We had to trust our slave owners. We had to trust the white people. We had to look up to them as, um, you know, our standards for everything. It kind of pissed me off sometimes because it's like, we have to know our history. And for one, our history didn't start with slavery. I'm thinking, you know, we we're all becoming aware of that now. But if we're going to start there, let's yes. start right there where they took some guidelines or some guy wrote down some guidelines to keep us separated. Man, and it, it worked, worked so well. And it worked. So 
it's like, okay, what do you do now? What changes do we put in effect for the type of, you know, change start with you. We have to, you know, this has to be a conversation because all I see when it comes to black women and even black, you know, black men, we're blaming each other. There's, there's no accountability whatsoever. It's just, it's just kind of like, oh, you're this, you're that, and vice versa, you know, you're this and that, but we're not coming to no kind of resolution. We just keep talking about the problem and the problem that we have with each other and things of that nature instead of saying, okay, we have these yeah. issues. What are we going to do? What would you say is the thing we should do as a community of people to change how we see ourselves and within this topic, how do we eliminate colorism? Mm, good question. Well, I say first, just stop being ignorant for one. Okay. If, if you like what you like, mm-hmm. you know, you day outside your race, for example, as a, you know, as a black man, if you like a black woman, I mean, a white woman, and you love her, that's what you love. You know, they say you can't help you love. So be it. That's fine. But don't bring women into your BS or why you date outside of your race. We have nothing to do with that. Which I'm not saying, you know, their experience probably with black women aren't valid. But what I'm saying is don't don't mm-hmm. bring black women into the BS. Two. So in conclusion, because we definitely got to wrap oh, this no. up. We're running out of time here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just got to go on this time. But in conclusion, a beauty standard shouldn't exist. We're all beautiful. We're all intelligent. I shouldn't look at your hair and tell you that your hair is not as good as mine. Because whether your hair is kinky or it's straight, it's beautiful. It's yours. I shouldn't tell you you can't wear this type of makeup because you're too dark. I shouldn't tell you you can't wear these type of clothes because your butt is too big. There's no reason I should be separating you for who you are because of the color of your skin. We have to we have to get above that, right? So if you take nothing else from this, just understand that those beauty standards that you think you have have been programmed in us for generations and it is time for us to cut the cord on that and just understand that beauty is beauty and it's all different because what you find beautiful, I might not. And what I find beautiful, mm-hmm. you might not. But I gotta let you go. Let me hear your social medias, Ms. Red, before you oh, get yes. away from uh, us. Check me out on IG, The Tippy Red Perspective. I haven't been on my Facebook since I made a lot of the changes. So I'm still um, the random approach on Facebook, but it will become The Tippy Red Perspective soon. But IG definitely. All right. So you heard of Make sure you go out and you check out the Tiffany Red Perspective everywhere you can get your, your podcast. Make sure you head over to www.thebkspaceshow.com. That's okay. our official website. We're going to be having some merch pretty soon. Check us out on Instagram, The BK Space Show. Check us out on Twitter, The BK Space Show. And thank you guys for listening. Ms. Red, thank you for coming through. It was short notice. A. And B, you're sick. And C, it's your birthday. So, and you still came through for me. And I totally appreciate you for that. And I hope I don't sound too stopped up, you guys. I tried my best. No, you sound great. You sound great. I wouldn't even continue this if you you did. No, of course, we got to do this again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Next time you're going to be on my show. All right, you guys. uh, 
that's the next goal. I keep telling you, you need to be on my show. So we're going to get that in work. I'm ready. Okay, Whenever definitely. you are. <laughs> All right, y'all. Space Gang, we got to let you go. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next one. We out. <laughs>